they've brought in an, an actual, like a British actor to be a reader. And she says, uh, so what, what did you decide for dialect? And I was like, um, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, British. And she was like, okay, cool. Any like specific region? I was like, uh, Southern. I mean, not like, you know, like real Southern, but like pretty Southern. <laughs> At this point, I'm already like, I am dying. Will so, you- she, so she was like, okay, so Southern, Southern England. I was like, yeah, I mean like the Northern part, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the Northern like, part okay. of Southern England. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she's like, okay. So <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, go ahead. Yeah. Knock it out whenever you're ready. Off you go. So I take a step to the corner of the room in which my first line, I walk in and I walk into a scene in which some people are standing around uh, building a campfire for the night. And my first line is, are you building a fire? And so I walk in and it went something like this. Mm. Put that coffee down. That's a clown question, bro. Are you building a fire? Okay, another episode. Here we go. Off script with Lance Zerline and Eric Layden. That's me. Uh, just us today. No guests. Just Lance and I for 50 minutes talking shit, telling stories. Um, how it all started. Thanks to the friends of the program, Tony Moles over at Anthem Agency. He can handle your design needs, so look him up online, on Instagram, Anthem Agency, A-N-T-H-M Agency. Uh, Blackland Distillery out of Fort Worth. Go look him up. They're fantastic. They will lube you up. Um, and Josh Cook, he did our music. All right. Uh, here we go. Here's another episode. Off script. Please make sure to subscribe, by the way. Subscribe, okay? Just go push the damn subscribe button. It helps us. Jeez. All right. Here we go. Another episode. What amount of money would it take? For somebody to get you to twerk in public at 10 o'clock at a busy Los Angeles restaurant? Uh, $10,000? That seems like a fair number. Yeah. And I recognize these numbers are very greatly from person to person. This is why this is such a fun game because some people will see it as, you know, I would do it for like Raheel. My friend Raheel is very famous for, there really isn't an amount of money that he won't, he will do something for every amount of money or for any amount of money, you know, for him, very different than me. Yeah. He would probably twerk for like $500. Okay. Yeah. He would probably do that. Your daughter would would step into boiling water for $50. My daughter has already said that she (laughs) would get in boiling water for 50. It didn't take much. And I need to ask her that question again to see where we are to see if there's been any growth um, from a, obviously a cognitive uh, processing standpoint. So where does this come from? Well, it's a game that I always find it 
I think it's fun to see what would you do. It was like, you're an actor. So mm-hmm. I always assume that actors, because one of the things is when I'm with other people who I know, you know, I've got the, the a, you know, a pretty big personality. I do the imitations. I've always loved to, I've always loved to entertain people from a very young age. The reason I started doing local theater stuff is because I can sit there and do a character. You put me in a character, I have no fear at all. And especially on radio or even in front of people where I'm dressed up, it's like there's not a fear in the world. And yet the idea of of the other people around me who are talented young actors from here in Houston, a little bit of nervousness around people who would be considered, considered I guess, quote unquote, your peers. It's so, always harder to do things in front of your peers. But if I'm going to go twerk in a restaurant in Los Angeles, it's not my peers. It's a bunch of, you know, assholes. <laughs> Paying $100 a plate for lunch. Well, that's why I'm asking you this, because I always have this. The reason I brought that up is I always have this assumption that you're an actor. You do. You have to cut it loose all the time. So I figured you might do some crazy shit for less money. No, because now I don't I don't like I don't have to. I I mean, like, what's what do I get out of it? I guess that's my thing. Like, have you ever played the game? Get out of like, okay, I don't get anything out of going to a restaurant and twerking. Have you, so if no. you really want me to do it? I'll do okay. it. But you got to pay me, the, you know, forget some the twerking. Money. Have you ever okay. played this game? I've played this game before. There's two games. One is I used to put pressure on myself by really creating. God, there's the first fall of the microphone. Oh, yeah. By vodka, really, the microphone goes down. I know. By really creating a bunch of, I try to create um, tension. What if your mom was held hostage or one mm-hmm. of your kids or your wife mm-hmm. were held hostage? And they made you because there have been movies like this before. Okay. You've got to do these things, mm-hmm. or something bad is going to happen to the one you love. What if like, somebody has my had, wife ever been held hostage? Well, if she had been held hostage, would you what do would crazy do? stuff to get her back, or yeah, is that I'd do just anything. it? I would do anything. To Are you sure? Life. Yes, anything. Do you want me to test you on that? Because sure, I don't think that's a game you want to play. I would do anything. I would walk. I would shoot you in the face if if it meant my wife was being held hostage and would be released. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Okay. If she wasn't listening to off script, mm-hmm. then what would you do? Anything. Uh, I can't play this game with you because you're just going to say that. Uh, th- I would do anything for my terrible, wife. This is a terrible, terrible example of a game. Yeah. I no, mean, it's a great the game. The better because- example is like, would you drink your own piss for $1,000? Okay. No. Okay, would you drink your own piss for $10,000? Man. Okay, see? I think I now would. I think somewhere. I would. Five right, thousand. Because- I, I was already a no on 5000 and you jumped right to ten. Because, it, exactly, yeah. I know the game. Now, here's the deal. Drinking your own piss is something that you can actually wrap your mind around as like a feasible thing, whereas like be- my wife being held hostage, the stakes are too high. Like that game doesn't make sense because the stakes are too high. I'll do anything. I'll do anything in the world. For my kids or my, if somebody fucks with my wife or my kids, I will kill them. Okay. Let me ask you this. I will murder them. Would you take a buzzsaw and buzzsaw off your mom's feet? For my wife and kids? Yeah. Um, I mean, God, my mom. fucking easy now. She listens too, doesn't she? She does, but that's fine. I mean, listen, yeah, I'd buzz her feet off. (laughs) Just saying, you know, I mean. She lives. She doesn't <laughs> die. She lives. I think she would want me to buzz her feet off. I'm just, here's what I'm doing. 
I'm just spitballing some ideas for a new Saw movie. How did this even start? Were you playing this game with yourself on the way over here? I think about these things. Do you remember the first iteration of this when you were first met with the this or that where there was no good answer? Do you remember what it was? Here's what it was for me. Here's what it was for me. Would you rather, you know, it was something like, I I remember the second part of it was, or would you you rather slide down a slide of razor blades into a pool of rubbing alcohol? There's two different... It that's was always two different kind of a, either. That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was two different either. And neither one of them were right. Just like the game, Would You Rather? And it's just right. cards that ask you, have you ever played that with your kids? Yeah. Doesn't it just ask you silly things? Yeah. Would you rather have a nose like an elephant or ears like a giraffe? Like, or, you know, like, or ear, or not be able to hear. I don't I mean, what? Not, neither one of those. They're both terrible. I guess be deaf. But yeah. Neither one of those are good. I don't like playing those games. You know what I like? How about a positive version? Would you rather, you know, would you rather, um, and this is just purely hypothetical, Nicole. I'm just throwing this out there. Would you rather have- <laughs> I knew you were going to go somewhere like that. <laughs> would you rather go back in time uh, and be with Mary Elizabeth Winstead for like six months? Or would you rather have $25,000? Like something like that. You know what I mean? You would would be like, where's the time machine? Like, well, good things. You know what I mean? Like good things. (laughs) Right, right. Transitioning into that, is Mary Elizabeth Weinstead? I never can say her name right. Is she Winstead. That's your person? Uh, So it used to be Katie Holmes way back in in the day. Mm. And I obviously checked out on her when, you know. And it was also Gwen Stefani back in the day. Gwen Stefani is my wife's celebrity spirit animal. She's yeah. like, my wife loves her. Now, that was a while back when she was with the Harajuku girls, because that was just so much fetish for me. Her and the Harajuku girls, all the women from Narcos, Mexico, <laughs> um, are, are in there. Narcos, Mexico is next. You know, I'm in a hotel right now. Narcos, Mexico for, you know, like 400 hours. Narcos, Mexico is next on my list. I'm finishing season three of Ozark right now. Nice. You'll like Narcos, Mexico. It's very, yeah. it's very good. Episode one, episode two. And then when you're finished with that, watch the last narc. As soon as you finish Narcos. That's a lot of, that's a lot of drugs in a row. It is. But I'm telling you, when you finish Narcos one and Narcos two, Mexico, you need to see the last narc because yeah. it's a true story based on one of the characters. Well, based on actually multiple characters, it's a documentary. It's a, I'm just telling I, you when you're done watching drugs in my life, you know, I'm also reading a book that has to do with cartel or has to do with drug Lords. What are you watching? So it's just, that's too much. No reading. No, I mean, what are you reading rather? Uh, the force by Don Winslow. Did you end up watching zero, zero, zero? So I'm I am in the middle of zero zero zero. Okay, I gotta say, after about six or seven episodes, I'm just it's. I have to. I can only watch, and for me to say this, it means it's gnarly. I can only watch like an episode. It just gets so gnarly and dark. Um, have you seen so the hardcore scene that. yet with the? Um, I can't remember if they're Nigerian guys. The shit out of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just there's a really hardcore gun battle and oh it's gnarly yes yeah yeah and by the way i do one of the things i really do like about that show which i think is really cool is the is like the structure of the show where like you watch it and then about halfway through you hear that music come in and it goes slow motion and it takes you to the other person's point of view Mm -hmm. leading up to that moment yeah i think that's very very cool i I do too 
That was awesome. I do too. And I think, you know, who else does that is succession where they've got that. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. So they've got music when they, there's a couple different types of, of, of songs or tunes basically that they play at, at different times to, to basically it's like a Pavlov's dog situation where mm-hmm. one of them means that something with the lead uh, Logan Roy is getting ready to go down. Like they have, and it's kind of like, it was like similar to what, yeah, I, I think it's kind of similar to what Larry David used to have in comedy. I think there are, are several things. I think there are, are several shows that have music that are meant to be interpreted like, oh, okay, this is kind of this character's song or music or mm-hmm. something's going to happen when you hear this, even though we don't, come out and, and just overtly tell you this, this is what you will start to catch on with. But um, remember when Omar would walk down the alley with his trench coat and the wire and everybody was, and he'd start whistling. Look, look what I'm wearing today. Oh, Marlo. I'm wearing my Marlo Stanfield shirt at, in nice. honor of uh, Jamie Hector and, uh, and your return to work in, on in Bosch. Return to Bosch. I like it. I like. I, like I love it. Jamie Hector. I, I want to get him on the. Uh, we need to get him on a podcast. Yeah, we do need to. You know what I'm watching right now? By the way, really quick mm-hmm. before we move, and it is awesome. It's awesome. You got to get on it. Ted Lasso. I'm already on it. It is fucking way awesome. better than I expected it to be. I'm like, <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's such so a corny character, it. and I'm like, I don't know. At but first, the more you watch it. Oh, I love him. I fucking love the him. The more you watch it and the character and his sidekick is really good. Oh, he's it's, amazing. It's very well cast. It's a very well cast show. It's really good because the owner of the team. She's great. They, they never let you in on. And I, I looked her up. She's actually a great singer. She sings in the show um, when she does karaoke. And I'm like, okay, she didn't. Somebody who has this voice is actually a Broadway singer. And it turns out she is like a world renowned singer. But um, they she's not likable. Then maybe she's likable. Then she's not like they well, keep they don't let you get into it all the way. They they keep you guessing about what's going to happen. Right. Like the owner in major because at first you watch the first episode and you're like, this is major league. major league. Yeah. Right. It was major league. But like in that, the owner is just so unlikable. Right. Yeah. But but just like everybody around him, when I started watching it. I was like, I'm no way I'm going to be able to watch Ted Lasso. This isn't a like, Kansas it's, it's accent. So, it's terrible accent. It's so corny. He's too, you know, nice and likable, and it's not believable. And just like every character in the show around him, by episode three, I was like, God damn it, I like this guy. It's unbelievable because I, it's so I good. really couldn't. I was like, what? And Shay Serrano said he loved that show. It's and awesome. And and I texted Shay. I'm like, yeah, but Dude. Shay Serrano likes some shit television. Yeah, no, there's no question. Got, but I said we went through that. I, but I said this is really good. He goes, yeah, I told you, it's fucking dope as shit. It is, and it so really good. is good. But now it only comes on. You know, you only get it every Friday. A new so one it is might released. have been. It might have been because I was on the plane. Don't judge me. And you know, things happen when you're in high altitude. Mm-hmm. But I definitely started crying. In one of the last episodes. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to think of what is it when they were all burning stuff or whatever, when they were burning the no, spirits it or it, it wasn't when they were burning the spirits, but it was when he let his wife go. Like when oh, his wife left. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the son and the son, like uh, you know, like he had won the game. Finally he had won a game. 
with his son in town and and he had like had the moment where he told his wife like it's better it's better for me and he just go, let her you know? go that and was actually a point you know and what i though? started crying it I was, was actually I was like god damn it i mean <laughs> this is the altitude it's gotta yeah be the altitude. that's surprising I can't crying at, at ted lasso that was surprising <laughs> that you cried at ted lasso i will say that was a poignant scene they didn't they didn't try to goof it up at all nope they played it straight and they showed you the vulnerable side of this guy who's always uh the the kind of the nothing ever gets him down and he's always the bright energy and sunshine and they do let you in like Jason Sudeikis does a great job of being able to show you his character's pain like uh-huh. they do treat that with some with with the seriousness it deserves oh for sure so so i don't want to like they there's a serious undertone and they're able to wrap it up inside this really ebullient personality. So I think it's really well done in that regard too. And it's one of the reasons that I like Ted Lasso is they can do things like that. And, and yeah. you know, they do work in a, that old reliable will they or won't they kind of pseudo love story with the yeah. grumpy soccer player and the, yeah. the girlfriend, uh, you know, the ex-girlfriend of this star player. Yeah, Ron, Ron, um, a Roy. Roy is his So name. Roy um, is a guy named Brett Goldstein. I don't know if you uh-huh. know who that is. Turns out he's the executive producer of this new show that's out called Soulmates that I oh, started okay. recording because so here's here's I, I think recording. you need to check this like one on out. On a tape? On a like a VHS tape? Well, no, I, I hit record series on my DVR. Okay, cool. right. And so it's on AE, which usually means it's gonna be a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's done by the people who made Black Mirror and something else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be hardcore. Right. And um, this guy, Brett Goldstein, who plays Ron, he also is one of the executive producers and maybe actors in this. The whole concept is that there's something in your eyes. Scientists have created a program that finds something that's unique in your eyes that can be matched to someone else that has the detection in their eyes and it can determine your soulmate. The person oh. who's supposed to be your soulmate. So it opens what up. If you this, did that, and you realized your wife wasn't your soulmate. There's one of the storylines. That's part of the storylines is someone is going scripted, to get tested. Or is it? Yeah, it's scripted. It scripted. Yeah, okay. it's a it's a scripted series. But and Shiv, the uh, one of the the actress who was nominated for an Emmy um, from Succession, she's got red uh-huh. hair. I, I can't remember her real name, but she um, she's in it. And and so it's a it's a it's a bunch of different it's a bunch of different standalone stories about people either finding their soulmate or how they deal. I, I don't know all of them. I just, okay. I saw, you know, right. but it looks like it's a really good show. Cause it does like you're with someone that you love, but you're just interested right. in who your soulmate might be. And do you, you know, and the stress it causes when someone that finds out you went in and up, got tested and you know, yeah, that would open a door that I don't think I want to open. I would not go. I would not go get a test. I I'm assuming my wife is anyway. Test. She and then what would she tell you? Like if well, first of all, let's be clear, you guys are not soulmates. <laughs> oh no, we a hundred percent are. <laughs> you think you you think you would be a match? Now this is a great question. Oh no no no, me and my wife are me and my wife a hundred percent are. Like I don't even say actually, that joking around. I know I'm I'm saying it totally joking. I yeah. know you and your wife and y'all get along great. Um, but that is actually like that's an interesting thing. Like if you'd be willing to go get that test and if it came back where you weren't soulmates what would it do to you making you kind of wonder see you should watch the show it's it's an interesting premise isn't it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I'm just going to go get the test. I'm just curious. I love you. And I don't want to make, you know, I, I think right. these are very interesting premises. So, um, I recorded that. I so, like that. so now on Fridays, I watch Ted Lasso because a new one comes yep. out. I watch The Boys because a new one I comes believe, out. I cannot believe she traded Jamie Tart for right from right as the team was starting to get some, some on purpose. There. On God, purpose. It's bitch. unbelievable. I was so mad. I know. I was as mad as Ted Lasso she was. Finally got Jamie turned around. Finally. He, but I watched Ted Lasso. I watched, I watched The Boys on Friday. And then on yeah. Sunday, it's New Fargo. So I, I was up Fargo. for the boys last week for a new superhero, supervillain, whatever. What? And I didn't, I did not get it. So I'm not watching the boys. Wait, wait, wait. You I'm were, boycotting. you were up for a supervillain with the boys. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you want to spoil it? I mean, you didn't get anything. What was your character's name going to be? His name is going to be, well, no, I can't because God forbid, I mean, it's true, but like at the same time, that shows such like a cult thing that if I say it and then it, like, yeah, the fanboys will be all over you was like, uh, one of his powers, did he, did he get the, the powers to, to do great cleaning in, in, in hotels and shit like that? Is that his <laughs> special power? Let me tell you something, dude, my hotel right now, you could see my bed is made behind me. Tell people where you are. My bed is made. I make it every morning when I wake up at 5.50 in the morning. Can you tell people where you are? Yeah, I'm in Hawaii. You're in Hawaii right now. It is you're five Hawaii, hours a, behind central time. That's right. It's um, beautiful. That's why I'm not drinking a vodka and you are. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, four o'clock here. Well, I mean, um, that is you know, when happy hours any, usually start. That is. I have not had it. So I, dude, I checked into this room at four o'clock on Sunday and I have not left this room. I have not left this room. And mm. I will not be able to leave this room until around 4 o'clock on Friday. Now, why is that? Because of, of quarantine laws here in Hawaii. So I got a test right about 72 hours before I took off. And then I got a test today. And then once that comes back in 24 to 48 hours and the test proves negative, on Friday, I'll get picked up and go to a fitting, and then I go into modified quarantine, in which case I can come to and from for work, um, but I'm not really supposed to go anywhere outside of that until the 15th, and then on the 15th, I can, or no, after being here 14 days, so like the 16th, I can go anywhere and do anything. So it's not, okay. But, yeah, I get living it. living in a hotel room for this long, like at first, it was like the first day was like, oh my God. Oh my God, what am I, what am I going to do? But now it's like, I've kind of got a little routine. I wake up about five, five forty-five, six o'clock. Um, I have my coffee, talk to my kids on the phone, go through my emails, listen to a podcast. The Astros have been huge. The playoff, all playoff baseball and playoff basketball has been awesome. Oh, cause that's early in the morning the for you. It's early in the morning. The yeah. game starts at nine 30 in the morning, wow. nine 30. It gives you so something my, to do. I get my workout on. Do a little F forty five off the computer, work out, knock out some voiceover. What stuff, is F forty five? It's like uh, circuit training, but it's something you can do off a of video. Uh-huh. You know, it's like forty seconds of burpees and then twenty second rest, and then forty seconds of mountain climbers and then twenty second rest, and then forty. So you just, it, you know, it's high intensity cardio training, no equipment needed. 
And so, you know, I rock it out here in my hotel room with the game on. Nice. You're already laughing. Well, I'm laughing because I'm remembering my wife had something that her and my son, my oldest son, who's, you know, kind of a workout freak, um, Uh they did something. They had something. I don't think this is even around anymore. It was Insanity, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. Remember Insanity? Some fucking crazy deranged lunatic made this up where they're doing like they're jumping off of a fucking bed onder their wrist doing push-ups. Nice. Yeah. Like, I remember my wife got hurt. I think my son hurt his knee. I'm like, this this is the dumbest workout of all time. (laughs) They had Insanity DVDs and then like a week later – it was a rat. <laughs> like insanity was Done. this is you know why it was called insanity? Because the shit they were doing was completely insane. Yeah. You're so, asking I mean, for injuries. They, at least they told you. I can say that the hardest part of this whole thing has been, and I could show you the corner of my room right there, but because I'm not allowed to I can open the door to yeah. receive my takeout and I can open the door to put my trash outside. That's all I can do. And like you land here and there's armed military when you get off the plane. Camo full-on military. They take you to your hotel room, and in most hotels, there's guards on every floor. And if you try to walk out, no, sir. They know when you, and you have to be in quarantine, 14 days. If I showed you over by my door, dude, there's probably 10 takeout bags. I eat takeout three meals a day, every single day. So you didn't have a chance to, like you couldn't go to a grocery store. Mm -mm. So I can door dash some stuff, like milk, cereal, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, mm-hmm. I've used DoorDash quite a bit. My boy Jerome, every morning I wake up, I call Jerome at seven, about 710. Hey, Mr. Layton, how are you? I said, hey, Jerome, how you Who's doing Who's your this boy morning? Jerome? Does he work at the hotel? Yeah, he works at the hotel. So now he knows, he's your boy. He's my boy. Okay. So he knows, he knows every morning. I got two eggs scrambled, hash browns, extra crispy, side of bacon. Today, he threw in some extra bacon for me. Oh. He brings me a, a fresh, fresh squeezed orange juice and a coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jerome's the shit. Jerome, I was like, here's the deal, Jerome. I was like, they put a couple of waters in my room. I'm here for like 14 days. I was like, I don't want to have to call you every, you know, because I go through a lot of water. I drink a lot, a lot of water. I said, I don't want to have to call you all the time. He's like, no problem, Mr. Layton. Open my door like, you know, 10 minutes later, two pallets of water. Oh my gosh. There. Jerome's the best. Wow. You found, you found, you found your yeah. own guy. Yeah, I'll tip him midweek, and then I'll tip him like the next midweek, and then when I leave, you know. Jerome's your personal guy, like that's your. Jerome's guy. my guy. Oh, he's my yeah. guy. He's my Jerome's guy. your guy. That would drive me. Yeah. I would start to get driven. You, you're watching a lot of TV then. Yeah, man. I've you got, have to. I mean, sports is huge. I've got Ozark queued up. I got two episodes left, and I'm done. I want to watch The Bridge. I told you I'm not going The Boys. What's The Bridge? I might go that uh, Danish series. Okay. Have you heard yeah, of normal go people? With, people yeah, love that series. I was, it was, I was not into you it. You weren't into it, okay? No, I don't. But you like Ted Lasso? Year olds, fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just like it. There's nothing. The first part, like, I can see where after about six, seven episodes, as because normal people they start to age. It starts when they're in high school, and then they start to age. And I can understand as they age, like their their relationship gets more mature. But for the first like three or four episodes, I, I turned to my wife and I'm like, why are we watching this? Like I went through high school. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to watch high schoolers. That's what it is. That's that's what it sex. is for the first couple episodes. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't. Why do you not? Well, look, what's I said? What's the point of watching this? I don't need to watch this. You have to. Well, I watch stuff just to work on accents. I don't have to do anything. Oh. I watch stuff just for accents. That's the only reason I'm doing okay, it. Okay, so what were you working on? What accent were you working on? Well, Northern Ireland, obviously. Okay, what are you working on right now? Um, Let I'm, me hear it. I've got, well, I've done um, like- Let me other, hear your Northern The other Ireland. day, uh, well, I can't do Northern. It's too much. But like, when I was talking about like, <clears throat> see, you put me on a spot, you fucker. Hold on. Ireland, Come on, keep Ireland. going. I said, Bill O'Brien- I'm not going to listen to Bill O'Brien anymore. He doesn't have any control over me. He doesn't have any control over the time. And I'm not going to listen to it. And if you've got a problem with it, take it up with Jack Easterby. Because it's not my fucking problem to be listening to all the things that you want to say to him about his shite fucking draft picks and trades and terrible contracts that he gave Whitney Merciless. It's an absolute shit. That one's a right cunt. I say I shouldn't say the cunt. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Dude, this is good. This is good. Yeah. I am all I could think of while you were doing that was you in mm-hmm. my position in this hotel room mm-hmm. for 140 hours, just yeah. walking back and forth, just working on your dialect. I would have to, like, I do that. My wife gets pissed. Sometimes I'll just talk with an Irish accent. And right. to her credit or the kids' credit, they'll they'll respond to me. They'll like they'll answer me and humor me a little bit. I'll say, Right. Where are we supposed to be going? And she'll tell me. Right. And and then, Without but then I'll say it eye. again, and she says, "Stop doing that, or I won't talk to you." <laughs> I've done it with Australian because Australian's different than Irish. Um, New Zealand is very similar to to Australian. I can't really, um, but it, there is differences. Um, South African, I don't do for long, but if I hear a movie, South I can do African it very quickly. Is hard. It's always Hebrew. South African. Yeah, it's South Africans very Ooh, very that's tough. T- that's, that's South tough. Africans a very tough one. It's a very tough one. Brew. They always say brew. They do say brew. Yeah, leke, bro. These leke. Bro. You say, if brew. you want to do South Africa, mm-hmm. add leke. 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 Leke means like it's chill, dude. It's all good. It's chill. Um, leke, bro. Yeah. So I. So my wife will let me. Um, my kids will play along with some of the accents. Sometimes I make my daughter have a British accent contest against snacks. So oh. the two of them, and invariably she thinks she's going to win and she never does like snacks just smashes her with British accent, And it makes her so pissed off because she's my little That's actress so and it makes right. her so furious that and snacks could give two shits. He couldn't, which, which is why he loves it, which is why he loves right. beating her with accent contests. Right. Um, right. I was looking at a video just the other day where I had him, like had him doing an accent against her, but um. So let I, me. Have I ever told you the story about what, what accents do you for, do? Well, let me just hold okay. on a minute. Have I ever told you the story about when I auditioned for The Hobbit? <laughs> no, you auditioned for Hobbit. Yeah. Okay, so this is a this is a great audition story. So I'm I um. So they send the audition for Hobbit. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be like pretty big, you know, like Lord of the Rings is done. It does mean I'll have to go to like live in New Zealand for like three and a half years. Oh. But um, all right, cool. And it's to play, I don't know, a fucking hobbit. I don't know. And so the audition says, look, in terms of dialect, make a choice, whatever you feel comfortable with. You can do Irish, you can do English, you can do Scottish. You know, whatever you want to do, just 
you can do it, but just pick whatever it is and, and stick to that. And so I did not have any of those in my repertoire. And so I go sit in the audition and there's a couple guys I know and, uh, they're in there. I, I'm like next up and they are in there howling, just howling, laughing, <laughs> which you never love when you're next up. Right. You never want the guy before you to just like absolutely be dominating the room. Right. So out comes Josh Gad. And I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, what's up, dude? He's like, oh, hey, I did a I did an episode of ER with Josh like 100 years ago. So we hadn't. Josh Gad was on ER. We both were guest stars. We okay. were both guest stars on ER together. And so we catch up a second. I was like, that sounded like it went well. He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, who fucking knows? But Josh is funny. I mean, Josh is funny as hell. And he's fat and he's sweaty and it's just, he's talented as shit. And I was like, this isn't going to go well. And so I go in and the casting director is like, all right, um, how you doing? I said, oh, good, 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 good. And she says, um, this is your reader. This is Will. And I was like, oh, hey, Will, how are you? And Will's like, hey, mate. And I was like, oh, fuck. Will's British. What does that like, mean by good. What does that mean by reader? They read along with like, you? Sh- they read the scene with me, and the casting director just watches. So a lot of times they'll bring re- – casting directors will bring readers in so that they can actually just watch your Do work. they try to act? Do the readers try to give inflection and the, act? The best readers will give you something but not try to, like – fucking win the audition you never want a reader that like thinks they're you know daniel day they're just a pace horse yes yeah you just like you're like dude give me a little inflection take a beat where you need to take a beat allow me to do my thing but know that you're behind the camera i'm in front of the don't try to steal the show don't fucking daniel day lewis this thing okay you're a reader and so anyway they've brought in an, an actual like a british actor to be a reader and she says, uh, so what, what did you decide for dialect? And I was like, um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, British. And she was like, okay, cool. Any like specific region? I was like, uh, Southern. I mean, not like, you know, like real Southern, but like pretty Southern. <laughs> At this point, I'm already like, I am dying because i know that whatever i'm about any to do and there's so many regions too there's, there's so, so many, many dialects regions. yeah yeah so you're probably like, thinking you know, like london or are we so, you- she, so she was like okay so southern southern england i was like yeah i mean like the northern part but yeah okay yeah, the northern like, part okay. of southern england <laughs> yeah. yeah so she's like okay will is already knows what's about to come so <laughs> yeah. she's like all right, go ahead. Yeah, knock it out whenever you're ready. Off you go. So I take a step to the corner of the room in which my first line, I walk in and I walk into a scene in which some people are standing around uh, building a campfire for the night. And my first line is, are you building a fire? And so I walk in <clears throat> and it went something like this. Mm. Are you building a fire? <laughs> In which case, that is exactly what the casting director did. <laughs> and Will just looked at me. And so I doubled down. And I was like, even though it wasn't written in the script. You got to. Will was supposed to, Will was supposed to answer me. You're in. But, I've doubled, yeah. but now I'm in. Yeah. I said, I said, are you building a fire? 
And Will is just staring at me, thinking that surely this has got to be a joke. There's no chance this guy came in with this accent. And so I stopped and I looked at the cast director and I said, let's just not do this, right? You did, you like, did. Yeah. And she was like, is that, is that the dialect you have? I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, let's not do this. I was like, all right, this has been a pleasure. Good that, luck that was it. it. I will see you later. And I walked the fuck out. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> that was it a was while so- back. Oh, dude, this was 12 years ago or something. So, yeah. so I, so I still have friends of mine, by the way, who I've told this story to. We'll be like on set or something. We'll be a, just like one of my friends on the right stuff, which airs Friday, October 9th on Disney Plus. Nice. Um, one of my friends. October on the right 9th. Stuff. That's in two. That's that's this week. Yeah. Nice. Yes, it's Friday. Well, it's okay. I don't know when we're going to be playing this. We'll so, drop yeah. this next week. So okay. next Friday, which is the 16th, mm-hmm. you can watch episodes one, two, and three. Perfect. Um, but, but, uh, one of my friends, uh, Josh Cook, who's on, on the right stuff with me, we're like right about to start a scene. Josh Cook, like, the one who did by. our music, the one who did our music, yeah, the one who did our music. That's yeah. right. So he goes, uh, he's standing right behind me and, uh, they're like, all right, sound speed. Yep. Rolling. Stand by. And right before action, he just leads to my ear and he goes, are you building a fire? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost it. They're like, action. I had nowhere to go. Yeah, nowhere like, to go. That's awesome. I take, we got to retake that. You know, what's funny is, um, so I had to, I was doing this local play where I got to, it's called Scanlon Road. And I was, it was an Irish accent. And I was all excited about, yeah, I get to do an accent. <clears throat> and so, but I'd never done an Irish accent. I've done English, but I'd never done an Irish accent. And so now keep in mind, I'd never like, I watched some things. I had a couple of people tell me your, your THs are just T's or hard T's and s- instead of with it's wit. And they, you know, and they, and they yeah. talked about it. I, I watched some things about dialect on YouTube, things like that. But unfortunately, when I first started, when I was talking about the Scanlon rod, it was right here. And the Scanlon rod, you can't believe what it's going to. And my wife came to the so first you sound episode. sound like Lucky Charms. Yes. She said, your accent, as I'm reading and practicing, she goes, you, this is, you shouldn't do a leprechaun voice yeah, for this part. And I said, it's not a leprechaun voice, Nicole. This is Northern Ireland is probably <laughs> what I'm doing right now. Okay? So <laughs> let me work on this. And so... um I toned it down a little, but it still was leprechaun-y. And then, now I've got the ability to listen and pick things up quickly. When I listened to, when I watched um, some of Marcella, but really it was The the Fall with Jamie mm-hmm, Dornan. The Fall, yeah. When I watched The Fall with Jamie Dornan, I picked and it up. And her accent, by the way, she's American, and her accent is on that fucking point. That is the first time I've ever seen an Jillian American pull Jillian, off the she's British amazing. accent like that. She is amazing. But you know she lived there for a long time. But hers was a British a accent, theater right? There. It's British, yeah. But she just, I mean, she's right. nails. But his Irish accent is where I really got the sense of, okay, this is what an Irish, the Irish accent's more right here, and, and you don't have to make it as over the top and grand and everything's coming up. The lilt is to the top. You also don't have to bring your register up. Like when you do it, which also my wife makes fun of me sometimes is that you, if you start to bring your register up a lot, you sound like a leprechaun. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, but they do, do finish on the so uptick. It, yeah. I keep it down. Yeah. But they you know, finish like on the uptick. Low. Yeah. If you go right here, it turns into a leprechaun. 
<laughs> yeah, there's exactly. no question. But when you're Jamie when I, Dornan and you're doing it right here, and I don't know where he's been, but I hope to find him. And, and it you, is understated. Like, that's how you do the Irish accent more than like this. And I say the Scotland Road. And I even had a pipe. I had my own like, but oh, you know what? The pipe will work here in a cane. But that's also when you watch Brits come over or non-Brits for that matter, come try to do a Southern accent. People that know what they're doing with Southern accent, it's understated, yeah. right? Like it's just there. It's not like this. In fact, it's like, it's not like Ted Lasso. No. You know, it's like who, who, by the way, that's supposed big. to be Kansas. I know. It's crazy. It's very generic. Southern, when you go to Georgia, it's right here, y'all. Y'all, this is going to be the best dinner you ever had, and I promise you, you're going to absolutely love this. It's not – you're right. It is really more um, – it's not cartoonish. It is I, – I don't know how to – But that. But my point is, it's so it's the same. Like, when yeah. those guys know what they're doing, it's just how they talk. So if you want to really perfect it, it should be understated. I practice a lot when I read my kids' books, and like I have to be character. My wife wouldn't let me make the characters be different dialects. I did that, and my wife wouldn't let me do that. Well, I mean, or actually, my kids didn't like when I did that. No, your kids probably definitely. No, it's my 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 daughter didn't like that. I actually, my wife didn't say anything. It's my daughter that didn't like it. Yeah, I would read Peppa Pig and stuff, and I I read Peppa Pig. Oh, that's (laughs) where you. Are you building a fire? We're not building one, Peppa. <laughs> totally. Totally. If you do build one, don't put me on the spit. <laughs> don't stick an apple in me mouth. So let me tell you what I'm going to do for this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go back and listen to the opening theme song for our podcast. And I'm going to leave you a little Easter egg in the opening music for our podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, you go back and just after it's done, mark rewind, where you are, listen yeah. to, yeah, and uh, and go back. I'm going to leave you a little Easter egg uh, <laughs> right there in the opening in the opening music. Um, that's really funny, dude. That's really funny. I love um, I love accents. I, I don't think dialects. there's a California dialect. Sure there is. is there accent? Is there? I mean, no. There's more of like just like I think there's more of a California SoCal attitude. Attitude. And I think that you can but, you can incorporate the attitude as an actor. You, and the, vernacular. Yes. That's the other thing. As an actor, it's about finding the attitude. Like, so I have friends who are professional surfers, were when they were younger. And I've read for a lot of surfers, right? Or that sort of like vibe. And it's so easy to go in there and like play it, you know, super spicoli, man. And just like burn out and over the top. But it's really more about the attitude. Like, what kind of attitude do you have? What kind of words do you say? What kind of vernacular do you use? You know, when you talk about surfing, as opposed to actually a, a dialect. Yeah, I think I think Spicoli. When Sean Penn did Spicoli, it like he built it up and burned it down all at the same time. You <laughs> right, know what I right, mean? Like, totally. this is totally. the ultimate surfer guy. He just. Developed that character is the first time I ever saw anything like that on TV or movies or whatever as a kid. And then it was so over the top and done that way that everyone then aspired like that was to them what Surfer was. But he had already done it. You were never going to outdo his version of it because his version of it was his authentic version of it. And everything other people tried to do was just a copy of Spicoli. So as an actor, like one of the things you have to be so cognizant of and like you know 
you'll start to watch and you'll see actors who do and don't do this and it'll start to stand out to you if you watch for it. But like watch the guys who are playing doctors and watch the words come out of their mouth. Not, not physically how they say them, but if they should come out like words they say every single day, right? That's really where the work comes in. If you're playing a cowboy, like the things you talk about need to come across like you're talking about going to the grocery store, right? That makes sense? Yeah. Like when you talk about football draft stuff, you know, if I was playing a draft analysis on TV, mm -hmm. I would have to be able to say things like, I don't know, come up, I would call you first of all, but like things you talk about when you talk about, you know, a draft analysis on, uh, give me the draft analysis on Jared Stidham. Just what was it? Just rattle it off. Jared Stidham was, had average NFL size, was highly intelligent, had a quality NFL arm, really spun the ball effectively, showed a lack of poise over the uh, over his junior year compared to his sophomore year, might have issues dealing with the blitz in the NFL, um, does a so, good job of reading. Yeah, I mean. All that stuff rattles off your tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Not, you're not putting any sort of inflection on like, dude, he spins it. Like, that's not a special word. It's just what it is. He spins the ball really well. Right, because I've done right? it over just, and over yeah. and over, so I don't think about and, Yeah, you're right. And people you're talking to that are in your industry understand what that means. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to like hang a lantern on it. So that's a good point. To, yeah, that's a good point I mean? because you'll over you'll overdo it if you're new to it. You overdo it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If it's new to you, you start to over enunciate it. You start to like make it more precious. So and, do you know who you know, I would love to that's really one of the big, big tricks okay. is making it not <clears throat> precious. So you tell me who's an actor that you've seen or maybe it was you who really after doing a role in a movie got into whatever the subject matter was of that movie. They became obsessed, obsessed with it. Dude, it happens all the time. I mean, it happens Does all the it? time. I mean, I just talked to my buddy, Luke Grimes, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, he's on Yellowstone. Luke's great dude. Like always liked the outdoors. Right. But he just bought a place in Montana. He just drove with his wife in in with a trade he bought an airstream and they just like took it out to montana and now he lives on in montana like you know is a awesome awesome horseman uh over the time he spent there knows how to rope did all this uh, happen when he went the there phone. when when he yeah, started over, yellowstone yeah. or did he already know uh no no all this happened from just shooting yellowstone oh so he has now become cowboy Dude, when I talked to him the other, he called me. Granted, he had probably had a few drinks when he did. Yeah. It was like 11 o'clock in Montana. Yeah. And I was sitting on the sofa and I, and I was like, oh shit, it's Luke. I hadn't talked to him in a while. Let me talk to him. He's like, hey man, how you doing, dude? And I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh man, I just, you know, I got your text the other day. So good to hear from you, man. And I was like, oh shit. Like he's just, now he is in the middle of shooting and that'll happen. When you're in a dialect like that mm. and you're in the middle of shooting, like when we went to Africa to shoot Generation Kill, by by a month in, we were acting like fucking navies or whatever we were playing, recon marines. Mm -hmm. Like we weren't, but we were drinking, <clears throat> talking, acting like it. Right. Like you just can't help yourself, certainly if you're on location. So he certainly was in, so he was really into the country thing, the cowboy yeah. thing. So, so Luke is, yeah, I mean, that's somebody I would say... I, you know, I think you get really into it. You can't help it. You start to learn so much about it. Yeah. I have another friend who I did six with who still goes and trains. Like 
his Instagram feed is like he goes and trains with his cousin who's a who's a military ops guy. Well, that's an example then. Like, and he still goes and trains, weapon training, shooting on his off time. He's got like all this like paraphernalia. Yeah. Well, I, what made me think of it was I was watching Netflix. Like at lunch, sometimes I'll watch John Favreau, he, his show Chef. Like he's got uh-huh. a Netflix where he he and Roy Choi will go different places and they'll make food. And you know he had a movie called Chef. I never saw it, but Roy Choi was his technical director. Roy Choi is famous Tech in advisor. L.A. Yeah, Roy's famous in L.A. Does Roy's Korean awesome. street food. Yeah. yeah, he's he's awesome. Yep. And John Favreau knows a shit ton about food now. Mm-hmm. Like. He got so far into it during the movie that this is his passion. You can tell this is no bullshit. He knows a lot about what he's talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And he clearly has become obsessed, just obsessed with it. One of the interesting shows was when they went to Robert Rodriguez's house because Robert Rodriguez is really into food as well. But I just thought of that because John Favreau has become massively into cooking and the chef stuff and food culture and you know how food is done and but i'm not talking about just just surface level i mean he's right. deep deep into right. it and so i wondered if that was a kind of like a gastro common thing. culinary like the chemistry of the yeah, ingredients, yeah all of it right. absolutely and 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 really yeah. technique like he really right. understands technique of he's learned technique because he he obviously sure. absorbs it like a sponge and he's taking it in from all these great chefs that they go talk to. But I figured that was something that happened a lot of times with actors. Listen, if you, I think it, it really depends on your personality and if you're, if you're interested in what you're doing. So like I, if you find yourself very interested in it, then you're going to like, you know, I shot the right stuff right after I shot for all mankind. I'm not like a space nerd and I don't walk around talking about space shit. It's not, I didn't fall in love with it like I would maybe something else. But if I was shooting Yellowstone for four years, you damn right. I'd be into roping and riding cattle or riding cows, you know, or Jesus riding horses. Mm -hmm. But like, that's just because I think it, it, that interests me. Yeah. You you got a hat, you got a banjo, you got boots. By the way, I brought the banjo out. I've been playing. Of that's one of my. That's one of my quarantine. Ask Jerome if he wants to into hear Hawaii, it. By the way, yeah, with my, with my banjo. Ask Jerome if he wants. Hey Jerome, I want to play a couple of tunes for you. Would you like to listen? No, Not no, no. To I've got to get going. Not allowed to come in my room, but I will see if he wants to sit outside or strum listen. it over the phone. You know what? That's not a bad. Why idea. don't you sing Before your order we, to him? <laughs> Before we go, by the way, just. Really quick, I think it's John Favreau. I don't think it's John Favreau. John Favreau. I thought I said Favreau. No, you're saying John Favreau. Oh, I don't know. Whatever it is, the guy from Swingers. Okay, I think who was also Favreau. in? Who was also in? Um, what was the other one he was in? Not the Bodyguard, but um, where he was also with Vince Vaughn in that other movie that they were in that P Diddy was in, and of course he was also in Friends. He was also in Friends. Yeah. He was a UFC fighter. He was a cage fighter in yeah. the episode of Friends. Okay, so we're we're talking about the same guy. You just happen to throw the accent on, or like the 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 emphasis John on the Favreau. wrong syllable. Yeah, John Favreau, right? Yeah, it's it's not Lance Zerline, it's right? Lance Zerline. Yeah, yeah. I okay, don't know I if I said sure on the I said, but you knew who I was talking about. I did. Although there's another one who's a political guy, so I do have his, to make his sure. Brother is friends of mine. Oh, yeah. really? That's that's John Favreau, who was a speechwriter for Obama, who's on Pod. So is yes, is he Favreau right. or is he Favreau? He's uh, Favreau. So they both yeah. are the same. They're both the same. 
Okay. Yeah, but you just kept saying Favreau. Well, that's because I'm doing an accent. <laughs> Are you making a fire? Are you building a fire? I'm the only person to make fire like So were you souls. an old witch? Like, were you playing an old witch woman? <laughs> Are you building a fire? Uh, to me, though, in my defense. What were you in your head? Defense, what were you thinking you were? Like I was a little hobbit. Okay. Like that, to me, so you weren't like hobbit. an evil witch or something like that who hadn't been discovered yet. <laughs> no, but I was kind of little. Yeah. And I was going to have big hairy feet. Yeah, of you course know, you were. You're a hobbit. Pointy, pointy ears. I mean, that sounds hobbity to me. I mean, I would have kept going. I don't know why you shut it down. I, because they were both staring at me. She was she was holding in laughter, much like you did. And he was staring at me just with pure assumption that it had to be a joke. Now, that would be, the, that would be unsettling. The laughter thing, I might even go with it a little bit. But the British guy looking at you like, is he taking the fucking piss? Like is totally that's exactly that what that did. would bother me. That would make me no, yeah. I swear I'm not sir, I'm trying to do my best. That's not <laughs> that's, South that's not South London. I said the northern the part is. of South London, sir. <laughs> Will it's a very it's a very tiny little sect. Will that's Leeds. That's that's my that's my that's my Leeds accent, okay? That's not yeah. my West Ham accent. It's a small little community in northern South London, and they all talk like <laughs> witches. You've never heard of it. Do you not know this place? It's very, it's very tiny. This place is very tiny. Oh, Will, you have, you've got to get out more. <laughs> oh, jeez. You've um, been in Hollywood too long, mate. Hollywood. I like that. Yeah, drop the H. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm out of here. Okay. Um. Let's, uh, you know, because I've got so much to do. Mm, yeah, you got to get on your TV shows. <laughs> I got to get to sleep and talk about arc. Dusty Baker's mistakes with the Astros. So, um, can you also have you guys talked about Dusty Baker's uh, black surgeon gloves that he wears? It's so that he tight. He doesn't put all the way down on his fingers. Dude, and Dusty so Baker wears like gaps. <laughs> Dusty's the guy who wears sweatbands for his whole career, sweatband with a watch over the top. And now he's got the surgeon's gloves that are like a Black. triple XL. So the fingers are still a little <laughs> yeah, extra at the he... top. I have no idea why he's doing that. <laughs> I have no idea why Dusty's doing that. It get, It's like, it's awesome. Dusty's shoulders seem like they're getting slint, more slender and slender across. You know, there's not a broadness to them. And he's, Dusty's like a cartoon character, but I, I kind of like him though. I didn't like him after oh, his decisions like in game three, but I still would love to have AJ Hinch back, but you know, it is what it is. We'll talk about that on <sighs> our next Astro podcast, but uh, that's going to do it. I'm looking forward to seeing if, uh, if you're going to be in full red rum mode by the next time we talk. Red rum, red rum. Oh. <laughs> I might be. Let's see. I want to see what happens because I'm starting to think that when you described it all, I, all I could think of was if I knew I couldn't get out, I might start to go a little, I might have anxiety start sitting in. If you know you can get out. Can you not do nothing. this to me right now, by the way? Can you not do this to me right now? Because so far, so good. But what I don't need is you start plant these things in my well, head. Well, you can't get out. I know. So stop planting them in my head. You're like in a little, pri- you're like in a okay, big I'm prison. I'm out of here. A big I'm prison here. cell. Okay, take it I'm easy. Out of here.